Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Beacon Church podcast. It's our hope and our prayer that today's message inspires you and makes an impact on your life. Our mission is to simply spread hope and love throughout this community. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's video. Don't forget, if this encourages you, please drop a comment below. Let us know your thoughts. Also, share it with your friends. And whether you're listening or watching this, subscribe. We would love to keep you up to date as we bring you new content every single week. Today is week three of the Lies of Life series. And I am, I'm pumped about today's message. It might be one of my all-time favorites. And so today, I hope this really speaks to your heart and encourages you. I want to read a couple of scriptures to you, so feel free to follow along with us. We're going to go first over to the book of John and then even jump into the book of 2 Corinthians. So today, here's where we're going to start is the book of John. John chapter 8, verse 36. It simply says this, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Now let's look at what 2 Corinthians has to say. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'm excited to share what God has spoke. Let's pray really quick. Father, bless this word in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the lies of life. The little thoughts that pop into our head that tell us to give up or this is how it's always going to be. They're simply lies because God has so much more in store for us. Today's thought, today's lie that we're going to talk about is the lie that says, I can't be free. The lie that repeats in our head time after time when we are struggling or facing something, it pops in our head and says, I can't be free from this. When in fact, God came to set us all free. You know, my wife and I, I think we're professionals. Um, I think we're professional shoppers. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So please don't judge us. But what's great about shopping is I think we all probably enjoy it to some extent. Maybe not so much the shopping experience, but we all love getting new things, right? We all love the idea of replacing something maybe older with something newer. If there's some big sale like Black Friday or whatever, we want to go out and get new things and take advantage of it. Here's the great thing, though. Whatever we buy, whatever we get, we can actually bring it home, right? We can try it on. We can check it out. We can mess around with it. And we have an option, usually within a window of time, to where if we don't like it, if it doesn't fit or whatever, we can take it back. We can, we can take it back and get our money or we can actually exchange it for something better for what we love even more. And this concept of exchange goes even beyond clothing and things that like we, we love to get up maybe a newer car so we can trade in our older car and take whatever that value is and apply it towards getting a newer car. The idea of exchange has even plagued the way that we look at relationships and people view relationships even in a marriage. And it's not healthy. 
And this mindset has continued to bombard us when we always feel like we want more than what we really need. Here's the problem, and here's what really catches my attention. If the world is so quick to exchange for something better, why is it that so many people walk around in bondage when it's so easy to exchange that for freedom? I'm just saying, why is it that so many people walk around just full of a hot mess of of bondage, of addiction, of, of a big struggle when it's so easy to exchange that for the freedom that Jesus Christ can bring? There's an incredible story in the Bible found in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 9 really shares the whole thing with us, and it's about a guy named Saul. Saul was the Pharisee of all Pharisees, okay? Saul was trained. He thought he knew what he was doing. He he had education, and he was chasing down these followers of Jesus, these Christians, these believers. And in his mind, he thought he's he's doing the right thing by imprisoning them, by taking them and putting them in jail, better yet, killing them off. And based on his education and being a Pharisee, he thought he was doing the right thing. And so on his way to his next mission, he's headed towards Damascus. God, in an instant, reveals himself to Saul. He blinds Saul, right? And a loud voice comes over and and he's like, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And in that moment, Saul feels the warm embrace and the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. And he was changed. In a moment's time, Saul was changed and transformed. And I actually want to read the very end of this passage to you. Found in the book of Acts chapter 9. It's verse 19 and 20, kind of right when he's ready to go. It says this, afterward, he ate some food. That's always a good place to start, right? He ate some food and he regained his strength. And it says Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days. And verse 20 says, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue saying he is indeed the son of God. Why? Because he just had a first hand experience. He had a real encounter with Jesus that changed and transformed his life. It freed him from everything he had been. And so today, that's really where I want to focus because this incredible exchange that took place with Saul It can actually happen to you today, right here and right now. There's a verse in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. It says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I think today tolerance is valued more than truth, which still leaves everyone searching for truth, right? And we live in a world that, honestly, craves freedom. We live in a world that wants to be free. We we, will want to uncover this definition and meaning of life. How How do I free myself from problems? What is my purpose? Why do I belong here? All of those big lingering questions. But the problem is most people know freedom to be a feeling. And therefore, they chase down solutions to make them feel free. And so I'm going to go and and try to do this to feel free. I'm going to go drink this to feel free. I'm going to go here to feel 
free. But in fact, the only way to feel that freedom is to continuously do whatever it is. Therefore, you're not free. You're actually bound to whatever that thing could be. Whereas I think freedom is way beyond a feeling. Freedom is a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. And I believe Jesus came to not only make us feel free, but in fact, Jesus Christ came to set us free. He came to break whatever it is off your life that has made you feel bound and tied up and twisted and addicted, and he wants to free you from it. He wants to free you today, right now, even as you're watching this message online or listening to it. He wants you to not just feel freedom from something, he wants you to experience freedom from himself. He came 2,000 years ago and he died on a cross and he rose again. And the exchange that took place was he took our sin and every sin that we could commit in the future and he replaced it with his grace so that we could live in freedom, not bondage or addiction to something. The problem is the world hasn't experienced this and therefore they're continuously searching for something to replenish this feeling that they long for. When Saul discovered the truth, when God revealed himself and Saul encountered grace and love and discovered the truth of Jesus, that he in fact was not a rebel who was trying to to make the law go away and was trying to, to bring people on. No, no, no. Jesus came to actually set people free to abolish the law, yes, but to replace it with his love and his grace. When Saul encountered this, he realized he had been going about this all wrong. And in a moment, it gave him purpose. In a moment, it gave him the freedom he was looking for. And it allowed him to get motivated to not go persecute Christians, but to in fact go find more people who he can share this love that he just encountered and tell people Jesus is in fact the right way. Note that religion, and Saul kind of proves this point, religion can't set you free. I think religion, in fact, does the opposite. Rather than setting us free, it keeps us bound. It keeps us bound by all these rules and regulations that we have to follow, which leaves us constantly feeling like we will never measure up because guess what? We're going to screw up. We're going to mess up. We're going to sin. We're going to fall short. And religion will always tell us what we can't do, whereas the love of Jesus will always tell us what we can do. And his grace covers us every single time. Saul was as religious as they come. He went to school for this. He was educated. And in fact, he was going down the road that he thought was the right direction. And yet the very road he was going to persecute more people on was the very road that he never forgot when God changed his life and continued sending him to help bring more people to the love of Jesus Christ. And it's that same mindset that Saul had before he was transitioned into Paul. The same mindset, that's the very mindset that killed Jesus in the first place. That's the same mindset that killed the sinless son of God. But thank goodness God didn't didn't allow Jesus to stay dead. After those three days, he was raised back up to prove a point that he, in fact, brings us all freedom. We don't have to stay dead, that God came to bring us life and a new life, life more abundantly. Saul thought he was doing the right thing until he encountered Jesus Christ. 
I think the first step to your freedom today is maybe to recognize what you are slave to. What are you running to to make you feel free instead of running to Jesus to set you free? That's the first step. Whether it could be the smallest little thing or some some big thing that has held you back for a long time, the same freedom that Saul experienced is yours to experience right here today. And maybe you're watching or listening and you've been saved for like 30 years and you say, well, I've been freed. God has set me free before, so I'm good. I like where my life is at. And and here's where it gets dangerous when you start saying, I'm comfortable. (laughs) When you start saying, I feel comfortable and I... I like where I am. God set me free then and I don't need to be set free again. I think freedom is more than just a one-time encounter. I truly believe freedom is a process. Like I have to walk my freedom out in faith. Every day is a new day to step into freedom. Why? Because there are new problems that arise every single day. There's something new that hammers me in my face or maybe hits you or that same temptation that runs back and chases you down every day. So I have to, I have to step into freedom every single day. It's a process. God wants to bring you freedom every day. But when we start saying, I like where my life is, I, I like where things are, I'm comfortable. I, I think when you start saying you're comfortable, that's when you're vulnerable. Because when I'm vulnerable, then it seems like this lie of life begins to come and creep in. And that voice is so much louder from the enemy. And all of a sudden, what I didn't even know I was bound to, I feel like I can't be freed from. The clutter of life will always pull you down, period. The clutter of life will always weigh you down. Think of it like this. like Have you ever been to the mall and you've seen the escalators right, going up and going down? And there's this downward escalator that people take to get from one floor down to the next floor. Now, if you were a teenager, you might have thought it was a fun idea to try to run up this escalator that's going down. Here's the thing. You can get to the top. If you run faster than the momentum that's carrying you down, you'll actually still get to the top. The only thing is if you stop halfway, the escalator is going to carry you back down. Life is very similar in that regard where it's constantly weighing you down and you can chase Jesus and run faster than than life's burdens and life's problems. But if we stop halfway or we almost feel like we get to the top and we stop, life's going to slowly drift us away, which is why it is so imperative that we don't ever give up on Jesus Christ, that we don't ever stop reading our word, that you don't ever stop praying and believing for something new, that you don't ever stop being connected to Christian community because life will constantly weigh you down and pull you down and try to bring new problems in. And we have to have continuous momentum, closer running and chasing Jesus and allowing him to free us so that we don't get to the bottom. The problem is when we stop and we feel comfortable, we often don't realize we're drifting until we get down to the bottom. And that's when the lie speaks the loudest. Because it's when we're at the bottom that we feel like we can't get back up, we can't be freed from whatever it is, and we're never going to get back to the top or back to Jesus 
Christ. And in fact, that is a complete lie because whether we feel like we are doing well or doing horrible, God will always reach his hand out to us to pull you back up and to say, my freedom is still here. My grace is still with you. There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that you will ever do that will separate me from the love that I have for you. So you can get back up and keep moving forward. Don't you believe the, believe the lie for one minute that says, I can't be free. Don't get that in your mind and start thinking it'll always be like this and I'll never break out of this cycle. I'll always be addicted or I'll always struggle with this mindset or I'll always deal with this. The devil wants you to stay where you are. The enemy wants to lie to you and say, you'll never break out of this. You won't be free. But in fact, you've got to remember, if you want to shut the devil up, if you want to shut the enemy up really quick, remind him who came and died for your freedom. Freedom, in fact, was already given to you. It's just your choice to receive it. Jesus came and died and rose again. He came and brought the freedom to this earth. Therefore, it's my will to say, I receive your freedom. I receive the freedom that you brought to me. I think freedom alone is so important because we can walk every single day out by faith knowing God's freedom is with you. The freedom of Jesus is right here with me. Don't ever believe the lie that says, I won't be free. Don't ever believe the lie that says you won't make it or you won't make, make it out of this. The devil will try to keep you where you are, but Jesus will always bring you closer to him. Saul encountered Jesus in one of the most real and tangible ways anyone could ever encounter Jesus. But it was still his choice to walk his freedom out. Hence why I read verse 20 of Acts chapter nine, because it says immediately, immediately, he chose to receive the love that God gave to him and then walk it out in faith and go bring more people to know that love of Jesus. It was his choice to walk his freedom out by faith. Maybe you're watching this and you are so tied up in something, you feel like you can't get out of it. Maybe you're listening right now and you say, but if you only knew what I'm addicted to, if you only knew what problem seems to never go away, if you only knew, the reality is I don't know, but God knows. And there is absolutely nothing too big or too small that God can't free you from today. There is nothing that you could ever do, whether it be something so bad that you are ashamed of it or something so small that you don't think he cares about it. God will always bring you freedom. You don't have to live in shame. You don't have to live in fear. God wants you to live in freedom right here and right now. John chapter eight, verse 36 if the Son set you free, then guess what? You are free. You are truly free. That's why we hear those churchy phrases, right? Like death to life. I was dead, but now I'm alive in Christ. Why? Because I chose to receive his love and grace for him to free me 
from all of that. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm free from sin. No, sin is still very much a real thing. But that doesn't mean, but what freedom does is it, it means I'm not a slave to sin. It means although sin is real and occasionally there is something that pops up, I, I don't have to be a slave to it. I'm free from it because his forgiveness and his grace covers me. Okay. So you can feel really, really strong today that although sin is rampant in this world, I don't have to be a slave to the sins of this world, which is why God reminds us to not copy the behaviors of this world, but to, to actually be transformed by the renewing of our minds. If I want to be set free, then I've got to let God change me from the inside out. There is nothing too big or too small that God won't set you free from today. Through the power of Jesus, just like Saul, who was changed in an instant and then walked every day in his freedom, you can be free today. So listen, whether it's uh, like the bondage of, of greed, whether it's vanity, whether it's pride, whether it's hate, whether it's anger, whether it's bitterness, whether it's pornography, whether it's alcohol, whether it's abusive behavior, whether it's gluttony, selfishness, like whatever it is that is holding you back, whatever it is you feel like that you are bound to and can't be free from today, God can free you. In fact, he already gave his son to set you free the question is, will you receive the freedom that he has for you right here and right now? Last verse, and then we're going to pray together. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. God wants to bring you something new. God wants to free you today. So do not, listen to me, do not believe the lie that says, I can't be free. Start right now, today, and receive the freedom that God has for you. Will you pray with me? And listen, as I pray, if you're comfortable, you feel like you're dealing with something and, and you need God's freedom. Better yet, maybe you need Jesus in your life. I'm going to pray a prayer and you can actually repeat it right where you are. You can say it out loud or say it in your head as I pray. And I believe as I speak this over your life and you speak it, that God will begin to free you today. So let's say this together. Say, dear God, thank you for your freedom. Thank you for your grace that covers me. I ask that you will come into my life. I ask that you will help me and that you will forgive me from all my sins. I need your freedom today, so I receive it right now. Thank you for your transformational power. I receive something new right here, right now. We love you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Don't believe the lie that tries to pop in your head and say, I can't be free. You are free right here, right now because of the love of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for watching this message today. I really hope it encouraged you. We'll see you soon. Hey family, thank you for watching the message today. We hope it really encouraged you. And if you would like to give, 
please go online and click on the give now button there you are able to give we are grateful as you give generously and more importantly if you would like to stay connected to us please visit our website there you are able to join a crew of your choice and we can't wait to know more about you stay connected we love you peace